everybody. This is Atkins. And this is Adam. And we're welcoming you to another episode of Kyo Cinema. It's that podcast that we have. That isn't the other one. Yeah, it's not the other one. This is the one where we don't pick up where we leave off. Well, yeah, no, that, that, that's true. This is the one wherein <laughs> Adam doesn't say that thing he says all the time in the other one. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, I got to have some kind of sequitur, right, to, to get us started. Is that what they call that, a sequitur? I would call that. Sure. Sequitur. Yeah. Because, well, you know, there's a non sequitur, so there has to be a sequitur, right? Yeah. Just yeah. like there's there's record, so there's got to be a chord. I follow that logic. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you I'd say something stupid. <laughs> well, we are covering we, we're we're breaking our own rules. I, I just we're going to be upfront and honest about that. Uh, the the idea behind Kyo Cinema was that we were going to watch all Dragon Ball movie offerings in release order. And we're kind of breaking that rule here. Technically, we should be covering an OVA, and we had actually paired a couple of the OVAs together just to give That's us right. a little bit more content. Um, but we just decided that um, we wanted to go ahead and get through all the Broly stuff. In fact, if we had thought about this more, what we might have done is done just a run of all three of the original Dragon Ball Z Broly movies in a row um, and not let BoJack kind of enter Jacked himself uh, in in the midst of that trilogy, um, but here we are. We we finished up Bojack. We looked at the res- recording schedule, and we were like, you know what? Let's just kick the OVAs uh, down the road a little while. Let's get through uh, Broly Second Coming and Bio Broly, uh, and then we can use the OVAs as a palate cleanser. Because one of them hopefully is at least better than Broly Second Coming and Bio Broly. That's my hope. Well, you know what's interesting about you talking about like having watched all three of those in a row. In some parts of the world, they actually combined Bio Broly and Second Coming, and they just called it Dragon Ball Z the movie, and it's like one featured film apparently. That would make some sense. I think that you'll see as close as we're going to get to, and we picked up right where we left off, is going to be between Broly Second Coming and Bio Broly. Yeah, because I think these are the last sequels that we really have. Everything else past this, I'm pretty sure, are standalones for the most part. Yeah, and like there's a seven year, like an ex, like an explicit seven year gap between the uh, Broly colon or hyphen the legendary Super Saiyan and Broly Second Coming, um, but right. I think Second Coming and Bio Broly happen in much closer proximity to one another. Yes, they do appear so. And what's interesting is that they make it sound, at least some of the things I had read online, was that Fusion Reborn was actually going to be another Broly film, but then because Bio Broly kind of flopped, they were like, ah, scratch that, we'll throw someone else in there. And they changed the villain like at the last second. Yeah, it's like Bio Broly, the one where Bio Broly, or where Broly is just Swamp Thing kind of. <laughs> yeah, I can't, that's basically Bio Broly. Uh, but we're not covering Bio Broly today. We're covering Second Coming, which, you know, what's crazy about that movie is when I was younger, like my teenage years, I want to say that was the only DBZ movie I owned. And like, I loved this movie. I would I would put it on and fall asleep to it. Like I'd watch it several times in a month. Like it was just, you know, you, you have one of those DVDs, like three or four when you're 14, 15, or at least I did. And I just constantly had those looping for the most part. And uh, this happened to be one of them. So I'm probably more familiar with this movie than any of the other movies we've watched. So you're bringing your nostalgia glasses to Broly to Second one. Coming like I did yes. to the first one? Yep, yep, absolutely. I will say that I had a revelation about this movie upon my third viewing um, that shifted my perspectives on it a bit. Oh, really? Okay. But do you want to get in that now or? No, no, we can save it for when we're rating, but I will go ahead and and go like telegraph. I still don't think that this is a great movie, but I I think better of it after that third viewing in my kind of like aha moment than I did 
prior. There's still Ooh. lots that I really don't like about this movie, but it has some redeeming aspects. There's lots about this movie that doesn't make sense, I feel like, uh, that that are like glaring, obvious, wow, that just doesn't make sense. Uh, but we'll get into those as we cover them. Why don't you go ahead and uh, start us off like you normally do? Tell us when this came out, Atkins. This first debuted in Japan March 12th, 1994. Um, and as I already mentioned, to kind of step on your timeline toes just a little bit, um, it is explicitly stated to have taken place seven years after the first Broly movie. Um, but it also takes place around another event in the Dragon Ball world. Do you know what it was? The uh, 25th Budokai, right? Yeah, uh, the 25th Martial Arts Tournament. So some of the telegraphing details throughout the movie that that lead you in that direction are that Videl and Goten can fly for one. Right, exactly. Because this would have been right after Gohan taught them. Right, yeah. That was part of, like, Videl's whole thing was she she figured out who Gohan was as uh, the the great say a man and she kind of blackmailed him a little bit into yeah, competing yeah. into the tournament and teaching her how to fly where the the conditions on i guess for her to keep his secret um and then of course in the process of having that discussion with her goten is it, like becomes aware of the fact that he can't fly um when he's training with gohan as well because gohan flies and goten's like that's not fair you're cheating i can't do that um so he ends up teaching both of them i think that's how it works out in the yeah. uh, in the anime that's how I remember it. And, you, you know, you bring up a good point. This movie introduces three characters that we've not seen previously. Uh, so that is Videl, who is Mr. Satan's daughter. Uh, now, we saw Mr. Satan in the last movie with Bojack. Uh, and, of course, he is a fan favorite from the manga and the anime. And then uh, it also introduces Goten, who is Goku and Chi-Chi's second son. Uh, and then there's also Young Trunks, who is Vegeta and Bulma's son. We have only previously seen him as, like, a baby. So I guess he's been introed, but not this, you know, age or version of him. He's probably around eight or eight, nine years old in this movie. Yes, I think he's a year ish older than Goten. Goten. And he yeah. was in Bojack Unbound because Balma did hold tiny baby uh, trunks in the in the stands while future trunks was fighting in the audience or in, in the audience uh, in the uh, in the tournament uh, on yeah. one of the stages and all that. <laughs> He was in the audience fighting them. He was just practicing after his dad, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got so with those, we've got we've got these three new characters, but only two new voice actors. Yeah, that's right because uh, the voice actress that does Goten typically also does young Goku, right? Well, and Videl. Oh, really? That's that that would be so strange like Videl and Goten talking. I didn't realize that. Wow. So the same voice actress is kind of talking to herself like Piccolo and Vegeta does occasionally. Right. So this wow. is Kara Edwards. Um she also has history in uh Dragon Ball voice acting uh as she has uh, typically portrayed Upa. Uh and in the MHA world, she voiced a fan-designed character. Do you remember which one that might be? Was that uh it's not Bubble Girl, is it? It is Bubble Girl. Is it Bubble Girl? I was thinking I couldn't remember if that was her name or if it was because uh, I knew it was the one with Centipeter, but I can't re- I couldn't remember if it was Bubble Girl or not. Nice. That's it. And uh, voicing uh, Trunks is Laura Bailey, um, who plays Trunks at, at this younger age, and also uh, the younger version of Dende, like Namek era Dende, not when he Very gets cool. all uh, not after not post puberty Dende, like child Dende. Now we have a new voice actor for Gohan, don't we? Uh, that I didn't look up. Probably. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that that's a new voice actor for at least this movie. It is Kyle Herbert. Yeah. Uh, quick, interesting thing. Apparently, a bunch of the like grunts and stuff that Gohan makes in this movie, they took and adapted for uh, Ryu. I think is how you pronounce his name from Street Fighter. So that voice actor does uh, that Street Fighter character, and instead of having him come back in, I guess they just stole audio clips, or I'm sure they bought them, but that seemed kind of funny to me. Hey, man, any anything to save a buck. I think I didn't look up the voice actor for Gohan because we've talked about Kyle Herbert as a voice for other characters previously, sense. and I've said, it. And, oh, yeah, and he plays older Gohan or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah, well, do so, you mind if I talk about my timeline? No, go for it. Yeah, I, that was awesome. I was I was going to cue you up anyway, so dive right in. Cool. I know, I know we kind of already talked about it, but it does take seven years after the last Broly movie. Uh, there was a Daisenshu that said that this took place before the actual tournament that kind of leads into the Boo saga. So I think that's pretty, I'm going to say canonical, like as far as this movie can be, right? Uh, but, you know, some of the things that make that obvious is the fact that Goten and Trunks don't fuse. However, in a later game, they actually redo this entire movie. And in that game they make it sound as if this takes place after the boo saga because trunks mentions to go to like we'll just save that till the very end like as our finishing move as a big surprise so that actually kind of changes some of that dynamic there uh, but i think it's pretty safe to say that this takes place before that tournament there is some weirdness though because goku comes in later and goten seems to recognize him like right. at least his voice Goten hadn't met his dad until the tournament, so that's kind of a weird hitch. Uh, and Videl makes a kind of a weird comment at some point in time about how she always gets the big ugly ones. Kind of made me feel like that could be a reference to Spopovich uh, from the tournament, but she also fights crime, so that could have been anybody from the city, really. Right. Uh, now, I, I had read a really cool theory that, you know, all of these movies are obviously kind of in their own dimensions or their own worlds, or I guess universe is kind of the, the terminology that's used in Dragon Ball. The idea being in this universe that the tournament has probably already happened and Goku came back for it, which is why Goten is aware and that comment from Fidel makes sense. And instead of there being this big Boo saga, Boo was just never actually released. They were able to basically take out Bobbity and, uh, oh, what's his name? Not Mr. Satan. Oh, you're talking uh, about the... Deborah. Deborah, yeah. Yeah, the devil so man. The, they're basically able to just kill off the villains before they actually release Boo, and then there's not really any issues. And so Goku would go back up into heaven and or wherever, the other world, and you know that's that's kind of where it's at. Uh, the other one that I had seen was that they did release Boo, but Majin Vegeta's uh, like self sacrifice actually took Boo out. So they never learned the fusion dance. They never had to go past that. Gohan never kind of got like his key unlocked. Uh, which I actually kind of like that one. It explains why Vegeta doesn't show up in the movie. Like, he should be able to tell that Broly is within the vicinity, I would think, with how strong he is. So, yeah, his uh, absence fact... is definitely strange in this movie. Yeah, other than the fact that in the last Broly movie, he also didn't want to fight him. So maybe yeah. he does realize he's on Earth and he's just like, ah, screw that. That's true. But and, I like I like all three of those. You know, the idea of it being before the tournament or maybe after the tournament and the Boo Saga just kind of never happened. I think you can go either way. Well, you know, the the other Z fighters sensing Broly's key, even if they didn't have an experience of him um, on uh, New Planet Vegeta, it still would have been like in my head canon. The reason why none of the rest of them show up is because they sense that power and they're just like, nah, dog, that ain't yeah. for me. 
I don't know. I I would love to have seen Yamcha show up because he always shows up. Like even if he does get the crap kicked out of him, he is pretty much guaranteed to at least try. So it would have been funny to have seen him there. Well, conspicuous absences aside, they even like bait us with the appearance of a Z fighter um, in the back half of this movie too. Um, oh, but yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Let's jump right into the uh, movie itself. What say ye? Yes, let's do it. So we uh, we see this Saiyan pod zooming through space, and then it like lands on Earth somehow miraculously. And Broly is there, and he's still screaming Kakarot. Still mad. He's you know getting flashbacks from the the meteor hitting the planet, and he he ends up falling into this like lake area, like crashing there, and then the weather freezes him over or something. Like it gets cold and freezes him, and he depowers, and he's sealed in ice. And then we uh, we get the new DBZ opening. Yeah, and the the, the ship thing like right out Man. of the right yeah. out of the gate. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I really do like the idea though that maybe that Saiyan pod isn't necessarily like just for Saiyans. Like maybe that's kind of a universal spaceship type and since this takes place you know in like seven years later it didn't have to take place right after the meteor hits like we've seen evidence that broly can protect himself in space as a baby he saved himself in paragus it makes sense that he could do it again i like to think that he's drifted and maybe landed on another planet had another big anger moment blew up a whole bunch of stuff and then grabbed another ship uh, you know, I I like that better than just it being like, oh, he randomly found a ship and got off that old planet. But the state that he's in doesn't suggest any of that. I it doesn't. But like that was my big thing. Like they yeah. they treat him. He falls to earth, and he's all bedraggled, really, from the the previous fight. Still bears the the actual physical wounds as if he hasn't healed. You're right. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, if he spent seven years floating around in space. You know, I, it would have made more sense to me and still not any sense at all if if they had explained it such that his little shield thing that he uses pretty much all the time in this movie, too, was the was how he survived. But the way that they show him coming to Earth doesn't make any sense of that seven year gap. Yeah, did he not eat for seven years? You know, well, and the thing is, too, like, depending on which version you watch, I felt like the English version, they made it sound as if uh, he'd landed seven years ago. Actually, I guess kind of in both versions, they make it sound like he landed seven years, like almost as if it happened right after that, that planet blew up. It's not like he floated in space for seven years and then landed. Seven years ago, they started having these issues from the mountaintops. Yeah, strange weather. weather. Yeah, so it's it seems like he's been underground for seven years. Yeah, and that's that's I st- like I still struggle with the did he just stay under there not breathing or eating for seven years? Well, he's in stasis because he's iced over, man. I know, but I, I, that's it's just cold, isn't, right? That that's isn't how a it very works. satisfying explanation for me. Um, Somewhere, Doctor Wheelow is like, yes, yeah. But the other thing is, even if that were the case, and you back it up to the ship thing, the ship thing still doesn't make any sense. No, it it doesn't. should have been him coming down in the bubble. That would have made way more sense. Yeah, that's a really good point. I can't believe they didn't just handle it that way, because there's evidence for it. But we literally saw him destroy the only Saiyan pod that existed yep. in the last movie. So With yeah. his daddy in it. Yeah. Now, it would have been really messed up if we had seen that Saiyan pod. Like, he's, like, sitting next to his crushed dad. <laughs> or he's Or he's riding it like a broom. Because oh, that he turned would have been it into awesome. like a spear. That would have been really cool. Yeah, I but would have he, liked that. He also hurtled it into that 
meteor that too. Meteor. So yeah, well, yeah, he caught back work. up with it later. Those Saiyan pods are meteor resistant, didn't you know? I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, after the title, um, we are treated to a Dragon Ball bouncing along the ground with Goten in hot pursuit. Uh, it turns out he, Trunks, and Videl are all hunting the the balls, and they already have six. Um, that we get a little bit of a glimpse into what it is that they would want when they gather the seven Dragon Balls. The best I could tell, Videl didn't have a wish. She just wanted to meet Shenron. Yeah, like, like I don't think she believes that this is a thing. Yeah, so we get... Um, Trunks says that he wants to wish for a lineless, height restrictionless amusement park that he can ride all the rides on for free. Uh, and then Gokten just wants like a real life candy land full of like cakes and ice cream and candy that he could eat without ever being full. Um, and like I, like I said, Videl's wish, if she has one, isn't explained. Um, I think that it's just the, the her language is always of meeting Shenron. So, um, and I think that's kind of like up her alley like whenever she first finds out about gohan being you know kind of powerful i think she's also like hold on a second like there were other people that fought cell you know like my dad beat cell you didn't do that you know so i think there's this part of her just being a human that's wanting to experience this other world she's found yeah uh, she's but learning his wish dude you can fly and your mom's the richest person on the planet yeah like what i literally second think richest later second richest. that's true that's fair I think in the super movies, that's one of the prizes for, um, I think it's Battle of the Gods is when uh, they are on the ship and she's giving away all the prizes for her yeah, like 40th top birthday. prizes, the Dragon Balls. I swear one of her prizes is like a theme park. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out in a few months. <laughs> we will, but it just, his wish kind of frustrated me. I'm like, come on, Trunks. But it's exactly what, like both of these wishes are very kid wishes. Oh, totally. Yes. Which, yes. which I did I like. I have to preface this movie by saying I know it's probably not the norm, but I really enjoy Trunks and Goten's hijinks. Like Trunks and Goten are funny, and I really like. There's just something about them that cracks me up. They they are a delight in their own way. Yeah. But, well, I'll argue. I'll make my arguments at the end. Um, but the, <laughs> the the trio are hot on the trail of the seventh ball. Um, the boys they land in its vicinity. The boys are hungry, so they go wandering off to this nearby village um, where uh, Videl spots some crystals and she's wondering why this poor village nearby isn't just making bank from them. Uh, the The group walks up on a shaman type dude. Yeah, uh, I think his name Malagio, is Malogio. But only in the English version. In the Japanese version, he's not named. Oh, well, he shows up in Bio Broly too. Um, oh, does he? Okay. He, he does. So they walk up on this dude who's shouting a bunch of gibberish incantations over a child sacrifice as the villagers just watch on. Uh, and then the trio walks up. Villagers want to know where they came from. And Goten, no, Trunks says, from the sky. And what's great is one of the village people is just like, well, what kind of fools do you take us for? And I'm like, well, you're standing there watching some gi gibberish incanting fake magic dude. Uh, you know, it's ch chanting over a child like that's yeah. the kind of fool I take you for, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like as this is happening, I think the village leader approaches and is just like, we have to do this. We've tried literally everything else. And he explains that there's some monster up in the mountains. And like seven years ago, he started coming down and eating people. And all of the young people have tried to fight the monster off, but they've all died. So this new shaman guy who is self-appointed is doing these rituals and sacrificing people yearly. And now, instead of them having to fight this monster all year long, they just have to sacrifice someone once a year. And they're sad for one day. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. And of course... 
uh, Trunks spots on the shaman's neck this uh, Dragon Ball, or at least he thinks it's a Dragon Ball. So he's like, hey, I'll kill your monster. We'll, we'll take out the monster if you just give me your necklace. That's right. It does look like uh, a Dragon Ball. Um, so they the, the trio decides to stage a trap. So the three of them, Videl, Trunks, and Gohan, climb or Goten, rather, climb inside of a giant clay pot containing um, the three of them, and then they're flanked by veggies and fruit. The boys are still hungry, uh, and they crack a joke about how if the monster eats Videl, that it'll give him indigestion, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> and for some reason, Videl's dressed up as if she's the sacrifice, which feels very unnecessary. Well, I think that she got some new duds from the village people, because one of the things, like when they're getting the the sixth ball, they get covered in feathers, and she complains about not having brought another outfit. So I think that she is that talked, what it is? Okay. Yeah, I think that I she totally talked them that. into giving them some clothes. I, I thought that she, she was like pretending to be the sacrifice or something, and so she's got to dress the part. Nah, but, uh, yeah. I, I, if that were the case, I think that she would have been staged outside of the clay pot. That's what I was thinking too, and I was like, "This is ridiculous," but yeah. okay, that makes more sense. Well, the trunks eventually in his continued hunger because it hasn't been abated by anything, um, eventually steals an apple. But when Goten goes to do the same thing, Videl smacks him and he starts crying. And the crying is like Goten's crying in this movie is, is maybe the best voice actor work in the entire movie because he gets to this point where, uh, he's crying that little child cry where like his cries are like punctuated sentences so he's like, all I wanted was yeah. just one. And the way that he's doing it is so freaking good. It is. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and it, like him crying ends up triggering Broly into waking up. And Broly has these flashbacks back to when Goku was crying. And I actually want to say, like, I think that just the fact that they mimicked that same pattern was really good, too. Like they kind of play Goten over Goku. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so similar, and I thought they did a great job with that. Like, if you're going to use that to wake up Broly, making it sound almost the same was a perfect, perfect way to do it. Yeah, so, of course, uh, Broly is dreaming of Kakarot crying, and then Kakarot punching him into oblivion, and also <laughs> maybe a space pod, I guess. Maybe. Um, and so he wakes up and immediately goes Super Saiyan. There's no... He doesn't do the legendary transformation yet, um, but he, he goes from, like, base... Broly and to Super Saiyan Broly while he's still encasing the ice, although it does begin to crack. Um, and then uh, Goten does finally get some food, and uh, Trunks suggests that he just faked it the whole time to get what he wanted from Fidel, and this is when the ground starts shaking. But it's to the rhythm of footsteps, so we assume correctly that it's not Broly quite yet. Yeah, yeah, Broly doesn't just uh, walk around like that. So Videl jumps out of this little pot and accuses this dinosaur of, uh, you know, terrorizing the village. And she wants to to keep him from going down there and, and wrecking everything. Uh, of course, Goten and Trunks are like, oh, I wonder if it's Breeze Fire. And they just immediately start attacking this thing, like not even really attacking it. They're just kind of playing with it. And it's really funny because the whole time Videl is standing there just like mouth agape, like, what are you guys doing? This monster is a monster. Like, what? What? And, you know, of course, Goten picks the, the dinosaur up and I think Trunks just punches it right in the nose. Uh, and then we kind of transition to a scene of them just eating uh, what appears to be dinosaur steaks. <laughs> just just like his older brother. Yeah. Yeah. Just like his older brother. I, I love Videl's uh, reaction to this, though. Just like knowing these kids and knowing who they are, she should have expected that. And the way that she reacts, though, would is just perfect. But her her reaction changes. Like when she first pops out of the pot, she sees that it's this giant dinosaur and she's like ready to fight it immediately. 
But then when she sees the boys kind of teasing it, that's when she starts to get wary and scared as if because she says something like you're just going to make it angry as if she could take it while it's calm. But as soon as it gets angered, then she doesn't stand a chance and she becomes like a frightened little girl. It was a weird switch, in my opinion. I also think there's some part of Adele that thinks that she's like taking care of Goten and Trunks like they're little kids. Right. So I think she forgets that they're also half Saiyan. And so, you know, she could probably take the dinosaur, no worries. But then she turns around and the kids are messing with it. She's probably not thinking about taking it on if it's mad. She's worried about those kids getting hurt. And yeah, then that makes some sense. Being reminded that they're literally gods, basically. Yeah. And that this dinosaur does not stand a chance. Well, they they go to bed with bellies full of uh, dinosaur meat. So they are, their hunger is finally uh, satiated. Uh, and then the next morning, the shaman is at it again with his chanting. And um, you can see that this there was this cool scene. It was really subtle. And I, didn't, I don't think I caught it on my first watch through. But uh, from the mountain where wherever Broly landed, there's been this like pulsating light that has caught the attention of trunks or uh, yeah, of Goten when he was showing the village people that he could fly. Uh, and then again, Videl kind of sees it when it's dark, this yep. this faint glow. And then there's a quick scene where the yellow light is kind of traveling through the glacier um towards the end of it which is over this lake and and it's that place where broly erupts as if he was kind of flying or traversing through uh the ice um but he reveals himself videl is making her way in that direction and nearly gets beamed to death like from a distance broly just starts lobbing beams which if i was videl and had just learned what key was and how to use it to fly and then some dude who is also flying starts throwing giant balls of light at me, I probably wouldn't keep going in that direction. Well, I think there is an argument to be made that she may not be able to see those attacks. Like, I've always kind of wondered whether or not they can actually see Key or if it's just shown to us. Does that make sense? Well, she turns her head when they pass her and she's looking in the, like, behind her before they blow up. I wonder if there's some kind of a, like... um like wave that comes off of that that she could either feel or hear and that's what she was following i realize that i'm totally making this up like (laughs) not on the fly i've had this thought before but i'm trying to justify it in that sense because it kind of makes sense to me that that key is not something you would necessarily see they just display it to us gotcha Um, but i mean yeah i thought the same thing like videl literally just learned how to barely manipulate key like she can't even attack with it or anything or power up none of that stuff uh, and she's just going to take on Broly. Like, I get she doesn't know who he is, but this dude's floating in the middle of a lake and throwing stuff at you. I, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but I was just gonna say, it's really funny. Cause she's like, no, you're going to destroy the village. It's like, honey, that village is done. It's <laughs> no longer there. There's no more village to destroy. <laughs> He's going to destroy a lot more than that. Yeah. Uh, but again, like you said, she she doesn't know who this is. Neither of the boys do either. No, no. Um, Which so, is maybe kind of weird. Like, you don't think they ever mentioned Broly? Ever? Yeah, you would feel like that name would have come up in discussion. But At also, once. So, so maybe should have the name Kakarot in the Sun family. But... Goten uh, doesn't, he's unfamiliar with that name entirely. I can see that one being a little, like, I don't Not know. Not if I he can... spends any time around his dad and also Vegeta or Gohan and also anybody, like, if he's around Vegeta and Vegeta talks about Goku, he doesn't use that name. You tell right. me seven years You're Vegeta right. went without talking about Kakarot in, in front of one of his sons? I can see Chi-Chi keeping, like, Goten away from Vegeta. 
But I don't think so. But, but him, him and, and Trunks, Trunks are too close yeah, for that. They're to be too true. close. They're way too close. I agree. He had to have had that heard that word before. That was just a fun little play on words for them to get Goten to say, yeah. What's a Kakarot? Yeah. Is that a vegetable? Why don't eat those? Um yeah. Broly though goes straight on the attack in um what's what I do kind of like about Broly, one of the things that I kind of complained about over the years in Dragon Ball Z everything is that the fights can kind of look very similar if they're not careful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, a lot of the villains is, have the same fighting style, really. But Broly, yeah. Broly doesn't at all. Broly does not. He is very much like a grappler. Um, he wants to be in close. He does do beamy stuff, but he's constantly laying hands on somebody to grab, grab ankles, mm-hmm. grab arms, grab heads, you know. Uh, and so he, he, I just like that. I like that his fighting style shakes that formula up a bit. So he, he close lines Fidel. Um, it, although to her credit, this is, she's facing down a super saiyan and she manages to dodge the first punch, which I so. thought was pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, another thing about his fighting style, he, he doesn't ramp up. Like a lot of the villains kind of ramp up to like having some big super moves. Freaking Broly comes right out of the gate, clotheslining people. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, well, yeah, he doesn't warm up. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah there's yeah, no warm right up into the big stuff. Yeah. That's exactly right. Right. But yeah, she does evade that first punch, and then he he clotheslines her. <laughs> he just takes her out. Uh, so that's okay. Videl gave it a shot. Yeah, the boys show up, and Trunk says that Broly needs to pick on somebody his own size. And like the two of them, one sitting on the other's shoulders in a trench coat still doesn't equal one Broly in height. <laughs> right. Um, but he sees Goten and is immediately like Kakarot. And yep. gets angry. Uh, of course, this is when Goten makes that that mention that about joke. not knowing what a Kakarot is. It's important to note too for any listeners that we have that aren't watching the movies are unfamiliar with Dragon Ball Z. And I know it sounds crazy, but there are a couple of them out there. Um, that Goten is the spitting image of his dad Goku. Like has the same hair. Um, so when Broly kind of cuts his eyes and looks at Goten, he, what he sees is child Kakarot and that's yeah that's an image that is burned into his brain I, I'm pretty sure that image is just hair <laughs> and and that's what he sees on Goten there was actually a really cool uh image I saw online I don't know if it was on Reddit or somewhere I was scrolling around somewhere and, and stumbled across this and it was talking about how Bardock's sons uh and Goku's sons follow the same trends so like the first son doesn't look like them but the second one does hmm and I thought that because Goku looks just like Bardock and Goten looks just like Goku, but Gohan and, and Raditz don't look like their fathers for the most part. That's true. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, but anyways, you know, back into the fight. Uh, it's it's great because Trunks is trying to like get up there in his face and he he throws uh, a couple of key blasts, but Broly is able to obviously get right around them and he grabs Goten, throws him right into the water. Uh, and then this scene was kind of weird because Trunks is like away from Broly, but when they transition underwater, Trunks is there too, as if he had been thrown under the lake. So I think that the way that that worked in my brain was he threw Goten at Trunks and they both fell into the water, but we're not shown that collision, but that's kind of what I've got from that motion anyway. That's the one thing. So there's, I'm going to pick on this movie for a second. I love the animation of this movie. It's probably one of the more consistent ones. Like as far as the movies go, it's consistently drawn really well in throughout the entire fight scene. However, they don't do the fight scenes like they do in most of the other movies where you see a lot of the action. Instead, it's like these close-ups on Broly's face or Gohan's face or the kids' faces and you know they're being injured because they're like wincing, but 
you don't see them actually getting punched every time, if that makes sense. So I thought right. that was kind of kind of frustrating because it kind of cuts away from the fight and most of this movie is a fight. So Yeah, so yeah, in, in regards to what you're addressing specifically, there's a lot of this fight that we don't actually see. Right. Um, and then like and that's frustrating. But then the other the flip side of that same coin is there's a lot of the time during which technically people are engaged in a fight where nobody's doing any fighting whatsoever. And that's equally annoying to me. Yeah, especially because it's Broly. Like, he exactly. wouldn't, like, there's no way Videl, Goten, or Trunk survives this fight in a real Broly match, I don't think. You know, they they do, but they shouldn't have. Right. Um, so back into the fight. Broly barrages them with a bunch of key blasts. And for some reason, uh, I guess Gohan hears this. Like, he says, oh, that sounded bad or that sounded dangerous. But I don't think he's anywhere nearby. I feel like it would have made way more sense if he had been like, what is that key? Uh, I wish he had said that instead. Yeah, uh, I, I had the same note, basically, because if he heard it, if he was close enough to hear it, then he took his super slow time getting there. Or he <laughs> because has it's a while hearing. before he shows back up. Maybe that's the other thing Piccolo taught him. He can hear really well. Yeah, or... Piccolo taught him the dramatically appropriate time to uh, roll up onto a fight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, now listen, the fight doesn't actually matter. It's how you get to the fight. how you get there. Yeah. And to be honest, there is no really good entrance in this movie. There's not. That's another thing that I I really missed. I missed a good dramatic entrance, and we don't get that from anybody. Yeah, you're right. Outside of The closest that we get, really, is Piccolo, but we're going to talk about that shortly. Well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, So back into the fight. Both boys are now in Super Saiyan mode. They're just sending key blast after key blast. They're evading Broly for now, Um, and at one point, they actually think he's giving up, but he's actually powering up, and he flings a whole bunch of key blast at them and just decimates literally everything behind them. Like, this whole part of the planet should be gone based off the key blast that Broly is sending. Yeah, I have that Broly lobs a beam whose blast is so large that it catches the boys even though the attack technically missed. Yeah. Like it he throws it at them, they manage to move out of the way, but when it contacts the ground behind them, the explosion radius is so big uh that it not only are they caught in it, but it knocks them out of Super Saiyan 2 and they fall into like a quarry um and then which is kind of ironic because when Broly gets down there, he ends up more or less burying them. Like he grabs them and smashes them down into the ground. Yeah, it's actually a really cool scene. And what's really crazy is like as he's smashing them into the ground, like afterwards, he jumps between them and he puts this massive crater in the earth. Perfect circle. Yeah. And I don't think he was even trying to attack them. Like he was deliberately trying to create this crater because he could easily have put feet <laughs> into both of their backs, but he did not. He missed them on purpose. He's, he is, I mean, the best explanation for his inactivity in this is that he's playing with his food. Yeah, that's the only like way you can describe this, really. I mean, you can tell he's not really fully powered up. He does seem to kind of be playing with them. Yeah, but even that's frustrating because I, I think I had that sense about him in the first movie, too. Uh, and that was a lot more action heavy as far as animation and action is concerned and like um, actual fighting is concerned. Right, right. Well, the boys get back up. They kick Broly right in the face. Uh, of course, he grabs them, slams them right back into the ground. And this time he, I guess, loosens the four star ball, which is like lodged into some other perfectly shaped like granite balls uh, in this little mine area. 
and uh, it rolls out back behind Broly's feet. Goten notices the Dragon Ball, and uh, so Trunks and him are both like, awesome, we've been saved. Like, we're going to just summon uh, Shenlong and, or Shinron, and, uh, you know, we'll wish him to defeat Broly. And I have in my notes, like, could Shinron do that? I mean, if, if Shinron is supposed to be as powerful as the creator, at this point, he should have two wishes, and he should be, you know, what, Dende's power level, or at least have the abilities of Dende, I don't think they could wish him to beat Broly. Yeah, that that caveat or or description of how the Dragon Balls work or how their power is rated has always eluded me. Like, I hear it, but it doesn't make any sense I agree. based on, it, like, what the Dragon Balls have canonically been able to do. Yeah. Um, like, I so, hear what you're saying, but you're not showing me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I just, I was just like, okay, whatever, then the dragon can do whatever. Um, sure, yeah. So I've, I've always wrestled with that. I, ha- I, I dislike it, so I, I basically choose to ignore it. Um, but yeah, they, the boys hatch this scheme. Um, Trunks is going to distract Broly while Goten goes and fetches the ball. So uh, Trunks initially separates himself from Goten, kind of off to Broly's left. Um, and he's taunting Broly, pulling down on his eyelid, sticking his tongue out. Um, he even, uh, he says, at one point he says, it looks like you've got something in your eye. Fear. And I thought that that was a funny line. Um, <laughs> he he moons then, him here too. Yeah, eventually yeah. he does. He pulls down his pants and is smacking his ass. Um, yeah, apparently they, uh, they they edited the Japanese version out. In the Japanese version, he's telling Broly to kiss his ass. In the English version, he's just like, oh, uh, what, oh he says something really ridiculous, but it's not it's not that vulgar at all. No, but Broly takes the bait, like, for, pff, it was effective, I guess, um, and Goten is briefly in possession of the ball, but when he slides past it, he kind of bonks into a crate of those spheres that Adam was talking about, which knocks him on, over, uh, and then sends that ball spilling out of his hand and down a nearby ravine, along with hundreds of these other spheres, so, but the it's not a needle in a haystack kind of situation. The Dragon Ball is smaller than these orbs, so that makes it difficult, but it is a different color, so all he really has to do is go down there and find yellow. Or orange, yeah, yeah. Well, Gohan is uh, making his way on scene. We do get like a quick transition over to him, and then we transition right back into Videl, who is just floating in the water, complaining about, you know, always having to deal with the big, dug, big dumb, ugly ones. Uh, so I guess... Presumably, like, she flies away as if she's just going to take care of this situation, which I thought was really funny. Um, and so we we transfer back over to Trunks, who is still trying to, you know, distract Broly. He goes Super Saiyan. He gets a few good shots on Broly, but it's really, I mean, come on. There's no way he can even put up a fight against this. Uh, so Trunks ends up, like... <laughs> going and hiding behind this waterfall and we get this great scene of him like evading Broly where he's going in and out of the waterfall just as Broly's popping his head around the corner it is pretty funny all the while Goten's taking a leak and looking for the Dragon Ball he's just like picking up the different granite balls he finds it finally after almost getting rid of it and uh, we we see Trunks again behind this waterfall, and he says something here that I thought was really funny. He's talking about how ashamed his father would be of him knowing that he's hiding from Broly. Like he's like, God, if my dad knew I was hiding, he would just be so ashamed. And I'm like, actually, yeah, not actually, this he time. He would be like, No, nah, son, I get it. Yeah, the one time <laughs> your dad may be able to understand what you're talking about. Right. Um, I will say this: that while while Trunks does think that Vegeta would be ashamed, even though because of dramatic irony, we know better. 
Um, I think that Vegeta would have been really proud of the the barrage that Trunks levies at Broly just before he ducks into the waterfall I because agree. he he pulls out um, the patented Vegeta mini beam special and just lobs a bunch of balls at uh, uh like beam energy balls at at Broly and I'm like that Vegeta does that so he taught Trunks how to do that yeah yeah I would have loved to have seen Trunks do a big bang attack in this it would have been cool it I don't know cool. that he he doesn't do the he, big bang attack. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what he doesn't learn. He doesn't get like a big named super move for a long time. He gets Masenko. Well, I guess future Trunks had Masenko because Gohan taught that to him. But yeah. this Trunks doesn't get anything until Gotenks, really, because yeah. that's when he they start coming up with moves. I mean, Goten already has the Kamehameha even by the time of this movie, and he's younger than Trunks. But we don't see Trunks throw out anything that's like a major uh, named super move in this movie that I'm aware of. Yeah, I agree. At this point, I'm convinced that the Sun Boys were born with the Kamehameha wave or something, just like innately <laughs> in them. Yeah, it's just passed down genetically yeah, somehow. At this point, yeah. Because I don't, like, I guess Gohan would have taught it to him, but it doesn't seem like Goten would have had much reason to learn it yet, you know? Yeah. Well, Goten does find the ball. He emerges from the ravine, um, and he's calling out to Trunks, who eventually emerges from behind the waterfall. And when he does, Broly looks at him like, Damn it, you were back there the whole time. Yeah, I know. That, he <laughs> did have a very perturbed kid. face. It was so funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. And so Trunks regains his courage, and he's like, we're not scared of you. We got Shinron. Um, so the Goten dips behind the waterfall, um, drops the balls, and shouts for the Eternal Dragon, but nothing happens. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's using the right summoning phrase, so nothing would happen. However, Goten seems to think it's because... Shinron's big and they're in a little cave, so maybe they need to go outside. The whole time, Trunks is just like, "Dude, come on, please! Like, you're, I'm gonna get killed here." And Broly is is menacingly hanging over Trunks, grabs him, like pulls him over his head, and is literally bending Trunks over his head. It's it's insane looking, and he's enjoying the hell out of himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Until Trunks pees all over Broly's head. Yeah, which they set up like when he's behind the waterfall, he makes mention of like needing to go to the bathroom. But I don't know. This one's a little ridiculous. Broly gets pissed, throws him into the lake. And and Broly does the same thing in this situation that Krillin did in uh, Dead Zone, where like they realize they're being peed on and it takes them far too long to react appropriately to yeah, this. He does. He just like lets Trunks finish. And then he's like, Urgh. yeah, like we don't want to kink shame, but, you know. Like, we point these things out because it's strange that Broly's just like, oh, yeah, I'll let you finish, man, and then I'll be angry about it. Well, that's how he powers up for this next massive key blast. It's that, uh, it's the P energy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he does throw a whole bunch of key blasts right after Trunks. It blows up this massive crater. Goten falls in, Trunks falls in, and uh, Broly is gearing up for another blast. And right as he's like screaming Kakarot, throwing this key blast, Gohan is just right there in the distance. He's able to float up, grab the boys. Uh, and, uh, you know, they want to know like how Gohan knows Broly like immediately. Cause Gohan recognizes him and it's like, what the heck you're alive. I thought we killed you. So of course we get a quick backstory. Uh, they mentioned Videl being there and Gohan just kind of like craps himself. He's yeah. like, wait, what? Why is Videl here? And what do you mean? She fought him? You know, I thought that was great. Yeah. Because Gohan says he's a uh, speaking of Broly. He's a bloodthirsty Super Saiyan, but my dad beat him seven years ago. And Trunks goes, "Oh, well, that explains why no one can beat him. Not even Videl, and she tried the hardest." And that's when <laughs> Gohan's like, "The hell's Videl doing out here?" <laughs> oh, it's great, man. It is cool too because um, the 
uh, uh, Broly starts shouting Kakarot when his beam gets deflected, presumably because that's who he thinks showed up. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Which which I thought was a, a pretty neat touch because he he's not going to look at Gohan and and have the same Kakarot connected um, aesthetics like he did with Gohan or with uh, Goten rather. Right. Um, but I think that he just thinks, oh, the G- Kakarot has finally showed up, and that's why he starts screaming the name again. And speaking of things that Broly says in this movie. He says a total of eight different words. Um, one of the eight of those words being Kakarot, which he says several times, and then the other seven coming in a single line at the very end of the movie. Yeah. It's a little... Is it ridiculous? Yes, I think so, especially because of how verbal he was in the last one. He did seem to like talk menacingly like throughout the entire fight, like just constantly berating the Z fighters. Yeah, so... Yeah, that 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 really frustrated me. But we do get into the main showdown of uh, this particular movie, which is Gohan v. Broly. Uh, Gohan doesn't pop Super Saiyan immediately, despite knowing who Broly is, which I was I well, was like, OK, that's dumb. He does mention that he's powered up quite a bit. And we know Gohan and Goku both kind of have this thing where they like test their powers to see how far yeah. they've come. So that's that's kind of a DBZ canon thing. I feel it's, like. it's a dumb move. It is. Dumb. Objectively, it's a dumb move. But well, I do have it in my notes that he did it because that's what his dad does. And I do think, too, that like if this had been I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself. If this had been in the TV show, um, it, potentially this could have taken place after Boo, and he wouldn't have gone Super Saiyan because the, he would have trained with the Kai's already, and he wouldn't need to go Super Saiyan. Yeah, but that—I mean—that's that's definitely not, what not happens. the situation so, here. No, yeah. yeah, no, you're totally right. I will mention though, he's in his purple gi, which is normally like his training gi. I dig that suit though. Like, I think that looks really cool. I like it. I think he's rocking that in the new movie too. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I like that look better than the the uh, orange and blue gi on him. Honestly, I agree. Um, the first exchange that he and Broly have is fairly brief before Gohan gets a kick in the ribs for all of his trouble. Um, Fidel flies in and kicks Broly. And I just have in my notes for reasons like <laughs> why it's insane to me why she keeps inserting herself into this fight. Um, but Broly does create our second purple, uh, perfect circle depression as he flies up, um, drawing Gohan with him and he fires a beam and he and it moves towards Gohan. And then Gohan does this weird thing like Gohan definitely sees it coming. But instead of like even throwing up his arms in, in a block gesture, he just kind of winces his eyes and turns his head as if he's going to take it. Yeah, like just bracing for impact. Not even like, I mean, he knows it's going to hit him, but he doesn't do the like arms crossed in front of him to block or anything. No, he just um, kind of flexes his abs like I got. Yeah, this. yeah. Um, but Broly at the last second bends it down towards the boys and Videl. Uh, and then you do get a really cool scene of the, the like the fast motion of Gohan as he's quickly like yeah. transporting himself or moving quickly through space. So he gets down there um, just in time. And uh, throws it back away from them, but he knows that it's still going to blow up anyway. So he's able to sense that this is maybe a different kind of beam. Like this, this ball works differently than others because it does, it explodes midair. I don't think so. I think what happened was they were about to be like right at zero point of like a nuke going off basically. And instead he deflected it. It blew up just like all of Broly's, you know, key blasts do. And they got that, that, uh, uh, what do you call it? When a bomb goes off a, uh, a wave, a, uh, yeah, the shockwave shockwave. Thank you. What hit them was effectively the shockwave from from that key blast. It's just like when he missed Trunks and Goten earlier and it still hit them. I just think the shockwave of his key blasts are insane. 
Like if but they, that, but all of those hit the ground before they exploded. I don't think this one did. I think it exploded in midair. Yeah, I guess so. I I didn't consider it a different beam though. But it did remind me of the first movie when he does the same thing. Like he sends that key blast at the aliens and then mm-hmm. turns it back on their planet. Like he's shown the power to control his key blast that way. So I'm yeah, kind of shocked true. that Gohan was shocked about that. Like he's literally seen it firsthand. That yeah, was and maybe that's why he reacted the, the way movie. that he did, because he does start, um, he starts shouting and you would think that he was about to go Super Saiyan, but instead what he does is um, kind of uh, like, erect, I guess, a, a barrier yeah, using like, his key, a protective uh, barrier um, around them. It reminded me a lot of Piccolo standing before him um, when Nappa attacked, uh, but everyone but him ends up KO'd even like even though they had that 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 protection afforded to them um but but you know being KO'd after that still a whole lot better than being dead absolutely yeah i mean we see all three of them they each get like their own little shot of them just knocked out somewhere uh and and then we see like the earth just splitting and lava going everywhere and i mean i can only assume that there are just massive earthquakes in this quadrant of the earth and of course scientists are going crazy everywhere yeah and like at this point how do none of the other characters show up you know, like, I mean, yep. the, I, I don't even know what to say. There's like not a good argument at all for that. Um, but, you know, Broly lands. He's laughing. Uh, he's just super stoked to be in the middle of this fight and to be destroying things. That's what he loves to do. Gohan gets pissed off. He goes Super Saiyan. Broly also decides to power up and he goes into his next form. Uh, and they actually just reused his uh, transformation animation from the first movie. There's like his like crown and, and uh, gauntlets and stuff are in this scene. Uh, so that's fun, I guess. Yeah, all they did was basically put. So during this entire movie, I think I briefly mentioned it, but Broly's got some like light. I will call it light battle damage, like on his chest area where uh, Goku had punched him at the end of the first Broly movie. Um, it's like it looks kind of like a rash with a few scratches in it. It's yeah, very light, yeah. but it's there. Um, and so they they kind of dropped that on top of the exact footage from the first legendary transformation in the first movie. Um, and it's super obvious. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a bit frustrating. Um, but anyway, it's what it is. I got to say, though, I may love this next scene probably the most out of the entire fight. Gohan goes in to punch Broly in the face and, and punches him right in the forehead, but Broly does not care. He just keeps flying and throws Gohan right into the ground. Like something about that scene just looks so cool to me. Yeah, I have in my notes that Gohan lands a punch, but only because Broly lets him. Yeah, like basically Broly flew into Gohan's fist on right. purpose. And again, because he wants to <laughs> grapple. Right, like, yeah. He has yeah. to get close. So if you want to if you want to attack him up close, he's pretty much going to let you do the thing because then you're in uh, you're within his grasp. Yeah, that's a really good point. Well, Gohan is uh, getting ideas on what he can do to destroy Broly, and he he actually has a pretty good idea. He decides he's going to lead Broly down into this lava area. He's shooting key blasts into the lava, so that way it will form kind of like a wave. He flies into that little channel that he creates, and then he's letting that wave of lava trap Broly. And uh, he he's able to pull it off. Like, it appears to work, and Gohan lands in the middle of this lava-infested area. Like, it is kind of coming up onto the shore of this small little island that he's flown down onto. It's very reminiscent, I feel like, of, of Goku. Anytime he's defeated a big boss, he's like laying there, depowered, kind of just trying to recover. Um, and it's it's very weird. Like he starts to kind of go out of consciousness and he sees Piccolo. And of course, like in my notes, I was like, is Piccolo going to save him? 
please don't let Piccolo save him. And then of course it's of Piccolo. course it's Piccolo. And I'm like, all right, we get it, we get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they couldn't not have Piccolo save Gohan again in this movie. But I, it's almost like they're aware of how tropey that has become in these movies. Because we do find out that it is not, in fact, Piccolo. It is Krillin. Um, because Gohan kind of comes to. Um, and again, uh, as viewers of this movie, we see Piccolo kind of standing in his traditional stance with his arms crossed. And he's floating in the air, facing away from Gohan. But as Gohan's vision starts to clear up, he realizes that it's Krillin. And uh, on later watch, watches of the movie, um, there's a there's a silly aesthetic. like Almost like a hat tip kind of lens flare kind of thing on Piccolo's head when he gets picked up by Gohan. And it makes hilarious sense once you know that it's Krillin, because what Gohan sees is like the sun reflecting off of Krillin's bald head. Um, But what he imagines or hallucinates is that kind of effect coming off of Piccolo's turbaned head. But Krillin Um, has hair in this movie, so it could be his bald head. Yeah, that's true. Man, crap, I forgot all about that. You <laughs> totally ruined my joke. Boom. Because um, my next line is literally, it's Krillin with hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, all that for nothing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that oh, they're kind good. of like aware of it, though. Like, poking fun at this was a good touch, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they are, they are have become aware of themselves, yeah, thank God. for sure. Because, man, we have seen that pattern far too often. And I, again heaved a heavy sigh of geez this again when when piccolo swoops in there's also that part of me that's like why is piccolo not here he would surely be here he he would definitely sense broly and be like wtf i gotta get over there you know what i mean so there is that part of me that's like wait but i kind of want piccolo so i don't know if i should be angry or happy or what (laughs) krillin does say though he says he breaks the fourth wall because he says none of you would have lasted a season if it wasn't for me (laughs) um which is easily the best line of this movie it was yeah that's good i like to hear that they kind of cut it up about Broly for a minute. He's like, geez, that guy, he's back. You're like, I mean, they, they're just so goofy about Broly when he's literally devastating everything around them. To be fair, yeah. they think he's dead, which makes no sense because he would have powered up to reflect that lava. But whatever, Broly emerges from the lava. Krillin is, uh, you know, immediately taken out. Like, Broly just KOs him one shot. Of course, he's like, why am I always getting picked on? I loved, um, I loved the thought of... The, the dramatic timing of Broly's emergence from the lava that what he was doing was just like in his barrier beneath the surface of the lava, just giggling and waiting yeah. for the right moment to come out. Like I'm going to scare him. Yeah. And then he's just like, now's the time. And he, <laughs> and that's when he ascends and scares everybody. Um, but yeah, he, he emerges from the magma shrouded in his barrier, bops Krillin and Krillin. <laughs> I loved uh, what Krillin said before he gets bopped because he says, I'm always getting singled out for being so good at this. And he's like yeah. squaring off to fight and then just gets one shot by Broly. Uh, and then Broly drives a beam into Gohan's chest and just starts stomping on him. I love that move too, when he gets in close and has the uh, little green uh, ball of energy in his hand and just drives it into somebody's body. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah. 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 And it plays up on his close quarters combat. Like he can throw them and sometimes he does, but other times he's just, just like puts it in your into your stomach like a quarterback with a a football into the running back's gut you know yeah yeah and then we get like a whole bunch of uh scenes of broly literally just beating the crap out of gohan and like in between him getting beat up we get scenes of the dragon ball slowly falling out of that like gym bag that goten had them in uh and of course 
Broly loves to uh, give hugs. He Gives just hugs. sits there and hugs Gohan. Uh, when we were watching this movie, uh, I made the joke with my wife that all of the villain's superpowers are actually to see Gohan's daddy issues because they just want to give him a hug, make him feel better. You know? <laughs> That's pretty like, good. They're trying to help. <laughs> Somehow they know that he's never had enough hugs. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's funny. That's my best explanation. That's my favorite explanation of all the hugging that Gohan receives now. It's just ironic and and like strangely coming from a place of of uh benef- like of of love yeah. and good intent <laughs> that's funny well the the dragon balls are slowly forming together or like pooling together broly's powering up a whole bunch he's you know just going insane we get all these quick shots of everybody getting ko'd or not ko'd but like they're just laying there on the ground and videl wakes up and she's like stumbling around for some reason goten wakes up gohan is of course still getting hugged uh, Videl says that she just can't go out like this because she's Mr. Satan's daughter. So she flings this crystal at Broly. No idea why. I have like I don't know what the thought was there. Again, it was effective. Like it did it did the thing. It created a, enough of a distraction for Gohan to break free. That's true. I didn't consider that. I I yeah, I guess so. I, that just seemed weird to me, but yeah, that's fair. It does because Gohan does uh, you know, break out. Yep, and then we have uh Gohan's uh, squares off with Broly and he says, I've had enough. And then Broly speaks the other seven words, not until you lie dead at my feet. Which is a pretty get... cool line, really. Yeah. And then we end up uh, with, wait, is that eight words? One, two, three, four, five, six. That's eight, right? Two, four, six. I miscounted. He has nine words yeah. total in the movie. My bad. Including Gagarot, um, yeah. But we do get the uh, Kamehameha versus the Omega Blaster. So a lot of the moves that Broly throws like are variants of what is called his eraser cannon i think green balls were like when he summons it into his hand it looks like a bunch of green energy sucks down mm-hmm. um from the environment i, I really like that color effect for broly too like do when he too. does his legendary super saiyan transformation all these these color cells kind of um come in in these concentric waves into his body which is pretty cool um but this is kamehameha versus omega blaster which is i mean it's an eraser cannon but real real big um and <laughs> really broly's big. attack is huh i said really big yeah it's massive um broly's attack keeps creeping in on gohan um, despite his presumably best kamehameha um and he's standing there on his own uh looking to be losing this particular uh shove match uh, and gohan or goten rather shows up and adds his kamehameha to the beam um but broly's beam is still advancing and then trunks wakes up um and there's this strange scene where goten is thinking that he wishes his dad was there. Um, and then suddenly they can hear Goku and Goku shows up with, and I'm kind of shrugging like with my hands raised to this guy, like he, <laughs> she shows up um, like ethereally. And, yeah. And um, he says, you've handled yourselves well, my sons, but this isn't your fight to finish. Broly is my concerned. And he goes at super Saiyan and adds his Kamehameha. Um, and, and like the narrator at the end of this movie asked this weird question where he's like was goku really there or was it all just an illusion and uh i hated that line so much because it doesn't it's the same thing with the bojack movie right that his appearance and disappearance goes unexplained well they do the same trick in this one i disagree it's not the same thing at all in in the bojack movie we are clearly shown that he cheats the system he he transfers out and then something happens and he goes back in this movie they'd go all the way out of their way to indicate he was like wished summoned by the dragon that Shinron just cheated the system and didn't really get summoned because right after they kill Broly, you see the dragon balls fly up and disperse as if the wish had been granted. 
which makes no sense. Like we never saw Shenron, Goten never summoned him, and he never literally said the wish out loud. But that also doesn't explain the second wish. Like Shenron should have been in the air. Like, hey, what do you want for your second wish? Yeah, I don't know. Oolong would have swept in with a uh, wish for panties for sure. Maybe someone quickly resurrected the village because at the end of the movie, Trunks is like, I'm still hungry. I'm going to go get a snack. No, you're not, dude. That village is gone. It's it's just weird. The whole Goku thing in this movie it's is strange. Yeah, because then he's but just you do not get there. the father and sons Kamehameha bit, which is cool. I guess I like that bit a lot. I mean, we I thought the father son Kamehameha against Cell was a really cool moment. Seeing that replicated with Goten, I think that's a cool thing. And then they've reused it a bunch. It's in a lot of promotional a materials. Lot of yeah, yeah. Uh, but I I do like it, so I'm I'm okay with it. Well, Goku says he's talking to the his sons. Um, encouraging them each in their own ways. And then he says, are you willing to let Broly destroy the earth? We can win this now, but we have to work together. In the Japanese, he gets snarky. Like he's kind of angry yeah. because in the Japanese, the the uh, subtitled version, Goku says, can't you protect earth when I'm not around? Yeah. And he <laughs> says something to Gohan like, hey, how about you use your full power? Almost like stop dicking around, Gohan. Like, come on, man. It, yeah. It's a brutal. He He's kind of brutal in the Japanese version compared to the kind of goofy dad in the english version remember in bojack he he was kind of you know rude to his son in that one too yep but we broly supersizes his blast once he sees kakarot down there yeah um and then uh this is when trunks uh after he had woken up just a minute or so before he says i don't care if you are the mighty super saiyan you're still a jerk and he throws a beam at broly and passes out again and i guess what his beam does is it manages to block a few more of broly's uh like attempted additions to his beam um, because like Trunks is kind of lazily floats around aimlessly in front, like between Broly and, uh, the Omega blaster. Broly tries to add more to the blaster, but it's, it, one of them connects with Trunks little ball. And then it makes it seem as if the other ones that he throws uh, on the tail of that one also blow up and aren't added to the beam. Yeah. And then the Kamehameha like overtakes Broly. And it just sort of like sends him flying off into space. Maybe it shoots him into the sun. Like they kind yeah, of indicate that it, yeah, that happens. So he's yeah. hanging out with Cooler now, I guess. Yeah. And it happens despite his barrier because he does try to throw the barrier up right at the last second. Right. Um, but, you know, I guess sun uh, greater than uh, whatever Broly's barrier <laughs> sun beats is. Broly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They both like thank their dad and he's just not there. Like they turn around like, oh, thanks, dad. But he's gone, which does, to be fair, like if Shinron summoned Goku and brought him back, I could see him being like, yeah, I'm done. And then noping out of there and just not being a dad. Yeah, I guess going going, going for more training, training. somewhere like yeah. he kills Broly and then instant transmissions back to like Namek or something like I don't. It's <laughs> just weird that like both of Goku's supernatural appearances in this movie and the last one feel unresolved. That's the thing that frustrates me about him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at least in the last one, it's plausible that he used instant transmission to get there and then actually go back. And then King Kai was like, well, you helped. I don't care, whatever. Like, no big yeah. deal. You're still here. It's not like you're going to be staying down there. But in this right. movie, I don't like it at all. Like, I yeah. like that scene of the three of them doing their attack. That's really cool. It's super dope. But I wish they had implemented it better. Like, I just don't like that they don't they don't make it seem like Shenron did anything really but it definitely wasn't an illusion it was just silly maybe it was krillin he's the illusion master in this movie 
<laughs> That's true. I hadn't considered that. <laughs> he's actually got like a little wig that he's carrying around. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is the second movie in a row where somebody that wasn't Goku could have could have done the thing, but Goku still has to in, inject himself into whatever the fight is. And in this case in particular, like in the, it's arguable that in the last movie he didn't do all that much. Like he he bust he broke up a hug essentially, um, but in this movie they could have had Vegeta there, you know, like that. And that's the thing. Like I think that it would have been really neat actually to have Vegeta get inspired to get involved because one of the points that they made in the last movie right was that vegeta had kind of lost his fighting to drive right um and that's why he wasn't uh as a part of that tournament but he does show up to fight bojack eventually and part of why i think he might have inserted himself into that situation eventually um was because he realized that while kakarot wasn't there to be his sparring partner in his muse or motivation so to speak that now it fell on him to protect the earth and his family and so he would take up residence in that position and so it would have made some sense to me that he would do the same in this one too it would have been maybe too much like the last movie's formula if he had i guess but still it doesn't make sense that of all the people present on the earth that vegeta isn't here unless unless he's dead and if he's dead why isn't he with goku yeah um so there's just weird inconsistencies there. And that's where I feel like they could have done something really cool with this movie where maybe Vegeta and Goku are there and Goku's wearing the halo. So it's it's when he's been allotted his time back on Earth. And maybe this is the moment where they are trying to say like, hey, it's your turn now, right? And they could have had Goten, Gohan and Goku attacking and Trunks and Vegeta doing like a, a big bang attack or something together. That would have been a really cool like, hey, Saiyan family scene. You know what I mean? Um, it may be a little corny, but what isn't corny about Dragon Ball Z, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like they could have done something better with it. I, I didn't like the way they handled the whole Goku coming back and then like none of the other Earth warriors being there. Uh, but that's okay, I guess. It's it's a Broly movie. What do you expect? Well, I expected some different things, um, but w- let's let's just go ahead and talk about that stuff now. We can, I mean, I'm blitz through holler minutes. There's less than one holler minutes. This is point <laughs> seven holler minutes. And only because it is, again, this weird mix in this movie where there's so much fighting that happens that we don't see. We only see the end results of. And when we are watching every second of a scene, there nobody's fighting. Yeah. They're just standing there or walking towards one another or whatever the case is. So the the shouting is very, very light in this movie. There's one really good example where Broly is like punching Gohan in the gut so hard that Gohan's eyes are like going white. And but you don't see the punch. You see Broly smiling and laughing and then Gohan's face like ah and that's yeah. it. So it, yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like in the last movie they did more of him actually wrecking face. Well, let's do you have any thoughts about how you would have done this differently if it were an arc? If it were an arc, they they would have had to have involved more people. There's no way that it would have gone on as long as this did without having some of the other Z fighters there. Piccolo, Vegeta, we would have had to have seen some stuff from Kami Tower, TN would have been watching or something. You know what I mean? Like there would have been way more characters in it and I I definitely think that there would have been more of an explanation on how Broly got there. Also, Shinron would definitely have been summoned. There's no way that they wouldn't have used him. I don't know why they didn't show him in this movie. Like, if they went through the whole trouble of 
of them finding the Dragon Balls and including them, they should have just summoned him. Making it ambiguous whether or not Goku actually came back was dumb, in my opinion. Here's my thoughts on how this movie would be different if it were an arc. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't have been an <laughs> it arc. Have been it an just arc. shouldn't have been. It just shouldn't have happened. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Well, let's talk about movie ratings then, because I think that this will be where the mo- the most interesting of our discussions concerning this movie are going to take place. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was going to ask you, what, what did you give it, man? I think uh, your last uh, rating for Broly was, what, a five? 5.5. 5.5? Yeah, possibly a six. Um, here's, here's my... A place of tension, I guess, when it comes to Broly's second coming. It is not a good Broly movie. It's it's just not. Um, they leaned hard, in my opinion, on a character who saw massive popularity because of the way he was treated in the first movie and then completely neutered him in the second. Absolutely. Um, all the things that I liked about him in the first, even new things that I found to like about him uh, while covering the, uh, the first movie are non-existent in this movie. They just are not there. And so if you go to Broly second coming, uh, looking for a Broly movie, it's, it's just not what you get. You don't get it at all. Um, so that is super frustrating to me. There are, it's really well animated. I actually think of all of the movies to, to this, to this point, the, uh, that, that utilized, um, rock in the, uh, English, uh, music, this one did it the best. Like the rock made more sense in this movie than any of the other ones. So I guess that's a point in its corner. Um, But when I was watching it for the third time, it struck me that a lot of what this movie is, is a an adventure movie that gets interrupted. One that I would have liked to see more of, honestly, featuring Goten, Trunks and Fidel. Um, and that, that part of the movie is really enjoyable. I agree. Um, and, and that good movie gets interrupted by Broly and then the rest of it kind of, kind of stinks. And so uh, I struggled, like I, I wanted to rate this pretty darn low. I still think I am. I'm only giving this a 2.5. Wow. Okay. I can understand why you would say that for sure. Um, and I think that uh, I agree. Like when I when I watched this movie, I was disappointed the first time I watched it because I remember it being one I really enjoyed. Uh, and, you know, I, I didn't like the original Broly movie and I didn't back then either. Like I just for some reason enjoyed this one. I like adult Gohan. I always thought with Adele was a cool character and Goten and Trunks are they're fun. Like I really enjoy those two characters and the hijinks they get into. So uh, I had never had that realization of it being like an adventure movie, but that's a really good way of putting it. And I think that if I look at this movie from the perspective of it being a Goten and Trunks adventure movie that gets interrupted with a fight, I give this movie a 3.5, 4. Like, it's definitely not as good as I remember it being. It There's like literally 30 minutes of no plot at the beginning just to get people into the right spot. Uh, but if I think about this from a Broly movie... It literally adds nothing to the character, and if anything, it just takes away from this pretty interesting, you know, tragic character that we we've come to know. From a Broly perspective, I give it like a two point five three, uh, but I liked I like the movie from a adventure perspective, so I'm going to say three point five total. Yeah, I mine is only a two point five because of 
that adventure movie interrupted perspective. If I was rating this purely from a Broly perspective, I would have put it in the one somewhere. That's fair. I it's just it's just not good as a Broly movie. I really love the animation in this movie. The, there are parts of the fight that I think are really cool. I like Adult Gohan a lot. So yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with my three point five, which is actually higher than what I gave the first Broly movie, which was a three. Uh, so yep. it still kind of aligns with what I thought. I knew I was going to like it more than the original Broly, but man, as a movie, like. It just isn't a great movie. It's okay. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen a lot more of Broly's established character from the first movie uh, on display again in this one. I would have liked to have seen more of the fights rather of just seeing the fallout of these clashes that take place yeah. off screen. Yeah. Um, and then it would have those two things. You fix those, especially you give Broly the personality um, and that kind of air um, that he had that aura kind of um, that he had in the first movie of just menace and evil. Uh, and you slap that on him in here. Then I think th- I think that it bumps it up a couple of points. But I mean, they they took a good thing uh, and, and the, it, it suckled uh, it suffered from, you know, sequelitis and the sequel is not even doesn't hold a candle in the wind to the yeah. original movie, in my opinion. I agree. And I think for me, the most disappointing part is that Broly is entirely irrelevant to this movie. Like, he just doesn't matter. They, the characters don't know who he is. And so from that perspective, he's just some random, really strong guy that just happened to show up. And so he has no impact on Goten and Trunks. And he never will. Like, that from at least from this movie's perspective, I don't think Bio Broly is going to add anything more. But he right. just doesn't have any relevancy here. And even Gohan showing up, he's like, oh, man, I thought we killed that guy. But yeah. that's it. And and that's, and that's part of that like menacing aura that yeah. I was mentioning cuz like when Broly went legendary, everybody was freaking the hell out. Right. And even though Trunks and Goten and Videl couldn't have possibly well they they definitely could have possibly known. Somebody should have said something about Broly in passing over dinner or something, but um even though they didn't know in this movie, when Gohan showed up on the scene, his reaction should have been different. Even though he knew, you know, had the line where he's gotten stronger, he on his own, is he equivalent to the energy of four, you know, what was it? Four Super Saiyans and a Namekian, you know, <laughs> like from the first movie? Maybe, but I don't I don't think so. And I agree with you. Like his his reaction should have been, oh, crap, you guys have to leave. Like, you should not be here. You will definitely die. And he doesn't... There's nothing like that. It's just... Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what his dad told him in the first movie. Yeah. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, the first movie, <laughs> you know? yeah, Goku is telling Gohan to get out of there. And, like, he should have remembered... Well, maybe that's the thing. He he may not remember. He's so traumatized from that attack. Remember he was, like, pinned up against that building and Broly was keeping everyone from getting to him? Yeah. So maybe he's just forgotten the the whole situation. I don't know. Well, I hate to tell you... Um, but my, my fear is that this is not the worst of the uh, Dragon Ball Z Broly movies. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Bio Broly. Like, I know the concept, but I don't know anything about it outside of he's a clone or, and, and looks kind of like Swamp Thing or something. Yes, because that's all you remember. Like, that's indicative of something. Like, that's all I remember, and I know I've seen it. Yeah, um, yeah. So we will uh, we'll have to brace ourselves for, uh, I mean, a 2.5. That's pretty close to the we've we each gave one movie a one. Um, that was the episode of Bardock. Yeah. Um, apart from that, you gave Tree uh, Tree of Might a, a two point five, and I gave um, well, we both gave Sleeping Princess pretty low ratings. But that's that's the that's where we're at right now, and it's going to get worse, I think. So, 
maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I'm not excited about uh, the, the the offering that we're covering in two weeks. Yeah, BioWorld is going to be interesting. Uh, we'll have to see. Everyone needs to go watch it so they can uh, enjoy it with us. That's right. And uh, if you enjoy us, if you enjoy enjoying things with us, then uh, also find us on Twitter at AlmightyPod um, and give us a follow. There's a link to the Discord there. You can find Kyo Cinema on iTunes and add to our reviews to give us a little bit more visibility. Uh, you could do the same for the Almighty Podcast if you wish as well. That's our All, our all Might, our uh, <laughs> My Hero Academia coverage podcast uh, that you are also welcome to listen to. Episodes featuring Adam and I talking about something nerdy come out every Monday night, every Monday at midnight, technically. Yes, and we are deep in Vigilantes. We are nearly wrapping it up as it is near its end. It's been such a blast. Like, come check out Vigilantes if you haven't, because it's an incredible addition to the My Hero story. That's going to do it for the the second of the three Dragon Ball Z Broly movies. I can't wait to be done with Bio Broly and have to look forward to the clal- uh, the palate cleanser that will be Dragon Ball Super Broly, but it's going to be months before we get to that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too because I, I know I like Super Broly. So looking forward to yes. it, man. Looking forward to it. It is awesome. See All right, we'll see you guys in a couple, couple weeks. weeks.